This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hi, I'm Ron Paul, former congressman and presidential candidate. I'm here to tell you about a product that might just save your lives. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With this great product, you can freeze dry the food your family loves, and it will last for 25 years. Our ancestors preserved and prepared for difficult times, shouldn't we? To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-594-4635. That's 800-594-4635. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I'm watching a show called Mr. Robot on Netflix. And the first season is out. I think the second season is either coming out or is already out. It's coming out. But I, I learned a lot um, about millennials and us as a people from watching Mr. Robot. And I've told everybody on the staff they need to watch this show because it's a different style of writing. Because it, it, and, and I'm not talking about the, the way it's... It's a different mindset. And it is the mindset of many millennials and Occupy Wall Street and everything else. How would you describe this show? What, what tell, just tell the story of the show, Stu. Uh, it's on USA Network. Um, it is a, a show about a guy who's a computer hacker uh, tech slash tech IT type of guy who is frustrated with the system. I would say he's essentially an Occupy Wall Street guy. And he's an Occupy um, Wall Street at first because his dad uh, and a friend's mom died uh, because they worked for this company. They got sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this company, uh, this this bank covered up um, the the toxic waste site and everything right. else. And screwed him, so he's got some beef with the system. Um, right. and with that particular company, that, yes, that's the well, one he wants to take down. Though it's bigger than that, as you as, as it goes on. And you know, without giving out too the details, his desire is to bring down the entire system. He wants essentially the thing that we were worried about. Uh, in the 2008 collapse where there was, was reports we were just yes. minutes away from entire economic collapse. That's what he wants to bring because he right. hopes to come to a Occupy Wall Street solution after the system is but destroyed. That's not him. That is, uh, that is the Christian Slater character. Right. He's who, working with or, a group of people. And at times he's like, I, should I even do this? What am I trapped in this now? Yeah. And I, I don't want to do this. Um, and, and so the, the story goes on. And I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but... I, I, to explain what I'm talking about, I have to tell you a little bit more about the show as it goes on. The people in it. Um, there is a, uh, a like a, a, an Iranian, a Muslim, that's in the headdress that is part of this hacking team. There is another girl that is, you know, in her 20s, and she just doesn't care about anything. She's just, she's, she's very nihilistic. She just doesn't care, and she's... She's always looking for the, the um, quick high. Then there's a guy who, um, uh, the leader, who is psychotic. The other guy who's involved is also uh, just kind of in it for, I, I don't even know what, but he's an older guy. The three main young characters, one of them is... Sharia, and you think that it's Sharia law, that you think that this is a this is a Muslim extremist that is doing it. But the Muslim and the other girl who's, you know, kind of, I don't know, slutty. Um, she, that, yeah. she might even describe herself that way. Yes. You know? yes. Um, these two are having a conversation at one point, and she she says to the Iranian, you know, uh, why are you doing it? And the Iranian looks at her and says, why are you doing it except for the, the quick hit? 
the high that comes from destroying something. That's all you're into, is the high. And you realize, yeah, that is true about her. She really doesn't have any philosophy on anything. She's just looking for the thrill of the moment. And it doesn't matter if it's sex, if it's drugs, if it's destruction. And the more dangerous it is, the more she wants to do it. Because she's really pretty dead inside. And she has nothing really good in her life. It's about the thrill of doing it. And she said, well, what are you doing it for? And the Iranian said, because my mom and dad escaped from Iran. They came here to this country and they rave about how great America is. And instead, what do we have? I've got college debt I can't pay for. My parents are both deeply in debt. My dad owns his own store, but he's so deeply in debt, he'll never get out of it. My mom went to college. She's still paying that off. And what's happened to them? They've gone from slaves of the state to slaves. Slaves to debt. They'll die doing the things they don't want to do just to pay off the debt. Now, pause and think about that for a second. Here's youth rebelling because they see the lie of debt. The American dream is is what? Everybody thinks it's about owning a house and a bigger house, and it's keeping up with the Joneses. But we're all piling this debt on. That dream is false. That's a false god that we're all worshiping, is money, and we get everything we have through debt. And our kids are seeing it, and they're like, this is empty. I can speak as a, as a recovering alcoholic that tried to fill the holes of my life with money. I did this in the 90s. Everything I had, Pat, you remember me. Remember how greedy and how, and how uh, much money and status and everything meant to me? Mm-hmm. Remember how empty I was inside? Remember how suicidal and nihilistic I got towards the end? Nothing had any meaning because I had everything that the world said was meaningful and it was worthless. Our kids are seeing that because they have everything, but nobody's really happy because it's empty and you're in debt so you can never get away from it. Then the main character the main character is talking to his psychiatrist and he starts to cry. And he says to her, I hack people. I hack everybody. I hack you. And she has a surprised look. And he said, so don't start with me with your lectures because your prescriptions don't fit the amount that you're taking. You're supposed, you tell me to take my medicine, but you don't take yours because you only get X number 30 pills a day or 30 pills a a month. Yet it takes you a month and a half before you refill them. And then he goes on to what else he found. But what struck me was that was the first thing he did. That's the first thing he looked at or mentioned. What was he doing? He was looking for someone who meant what they said. He said, I'm so tired of being alone. I'm 
lonely. I feel disconnected from everything. And what is he trying to do? He's destroying things. And that's all you concentrate on. But what is he doing first? At first, he's looking for people who are real. And he's hacking. Is there anyone who is real? And he can't find them. He finds one guy and he has to destroy him because he's wrapped up in this conspiracy. And when he destroys him, it kills him because he's like, when I hacked him, all I found was he was a good man. Our kids don't have to hack into our life. Our kids are watching us. And who we vote for, if we have been jamming these principles down our life. Uh, Let me tell you another story. If you're a longtime listener of this program, you know how I feel about my dad. Longtime listener. You know that I loved my, my father. He was my best friend for a long time. Seven years ago, six, seven years ago. I had the worst weekend of my life, and I could never tell you about it. And I asked for your prayers that weekend. I said, please pray for us. We have huge family issues. And I came back, and I never spoke about my father again. I don't need to get into all the details of what happened that weekend, and I've shared some of them. But here's what I found out. My father always told us that we were powerful and that we should stand up for ourselves. And no one had the right to hurt you. No one had the right. And you could only be hurt by people if you choose to um, internalize it. You can dismiss people um, if they're destructive choose to take something and do something good with that. But don't ever let anybody abuse you. The number one thing I learned from my father when I was growing up is never lie. We are not a family. As a five-year-old kid, we have no ties as a family. We can conquer any storm, but if you lie to members of your own family, you dishonor yourself and you dishonor the family And we have no ties to one another because we'll never trust one another. My father broke every single one of those rules for years and hid it. And when I finally did stand up for the family, he turned on me and my sisters in ways that were incomprehensible. Now... This Father's Day, the day after, Mary, my oldest daughter, we were talking about Father's Day, and we didn't mention my dad on Father's Day. And Mary said to me, I had a really tough day yesterday, Dad. And I knew what she was talking about. I said, I I know. She said, he was my best friend, Dad. He was my hero. I said, he was mine too, sweetheart. She said, I don't understand. I said, I don't either. 
Maybe, maybe he just did the best he could. I, I don't know. So what happened with me and my dad? My dad preached values and principles his whole life. And when that, when he demonstrated, no, he doesn't believe in those. Everything good about my dad started to unravel. I question everything about my father. I have nothing good left of my dad in my head. Nothing. Because he violated the most important principles that he taught me. And said, you're nothing without these things. How does this tie in? I'm not going to tell you what your principles are. I'm not going to tell you how to do things. I don't. You have to make your own decision. But I want you to know, our kids are watching us. They are seeing our crass, commercialist, um, uh, over-inflated, egomaniacal society that is all about stuff and fortune, that is all built on lies. It's all fake. It's all advertising. It's all fake cufflinks with a name on it. And if we, in that world, violate our own principles for expediency, we could send our children into a tailspin. They have nothing to believe in. You may be the only thing left that they can truly trust. And if you become that person that says, do as I say, don't, do, uh, do, do as I say, not as I do, or even worse, yeah, well, there's exceptions to gigantic principles. You have a chance. <laughs> Who's more patriotic? The one who will go for the quick hit and possibly lose the next generation? Which one's fulfilling their obligation, the most important obligation, the one that makes you a great man or a great woman? How you treat and teach and leave your children. They're the ones that are going to take us down or they're going to lift us up. It's not going to be us. I cannot break my principles for my children's sake. I have to be the man they think I am. It's a lot of pressure. Do you have the guts to try to do that? In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.